I Talk Business with uh, Tui. Um, delighted to be joined uh, again today. Um, we, we're seeing a lot of each other recently, Tom, so we are. The, I think um, it's a good thing, though, Paul. It's a good thing. Oh, no, it is. Feast or famine, though. The, the, you know, yeah. the, 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 this is what I like. So, um, sorry, I let me, let me fin finish the introduction. So, joined today by Tom Huntington, who is the uh, Executive Vice President of Technical Solutions at uh, Fortra. And, Tom, what we're going to be talking about today is it's that time of year again. It is. Yeah. It's the IBMI Market Pro place survey it's open for all to fill out yes it's that time of the year so um not that i'm going to make myself feel old when i ask this tom how many years now we are working on year 10 which is hard to believe but it's the 10th annual survey oh. and uh time flies wow okay so for those who have been living in a box um do you want to tell them what the survey is Please. Yeah, the survey is a result of not having enough information around the ecosystem for IBMI or for some people AS400. And so what we've started out to do was to capture what's happening in the market. You know, what technologies are they using? Are people staying on the platform? Uh, how many partitions? What OS levels? Are they thinking about their backups and HA and all those kinds of things, programming? So it's it's meant to capture the profile of the IBMI customer. Cool. So, okay, so, so over 10 years, Tom, with this, it, I mean, is it a thing that every year it's the exact same stuff coming up? Are, are, are you know, are, are we seeing trends? Over the 10 uh, years? Absolutely, there's trends. Um, there's there's goodness in things being consistent, but there's also trends that are happening along the way. And we'll talk about some things that are consistent in it too. But, sure. you know, we're seeing more, you know, people moving to the cloud or asking the question, should we move IBMI to the cloud? We uh, certainly have seen a big uptick in over the last five years in the cybersecurity interest, you know. Everybody has cybersecurity on their minds. So that's another uh, growth area. Those two things are, are, have been very common. And then another thing since we started is the popularity of partitioning. Partitioning has grown up and up. And in today's world, we call them VMs, right? We've had partitions for yeah. a long time. But, you know, the virtualization of the server has become more and more commonplace. Yeah. So um, now just before I go on, actually, I just want to backtrack a bit, Tom, here, because I, I, I think it's an important point. Um, so th this survey is, it, 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 it just make clear, it's not for companies to take, it's for individuals to take, correct? Well, we're really trying to, actually, we're, we're having individuals take the survey, but we want their company's profile. So in other words, yeah. I'd rather have just one person from Coca-Cola fill out the survey to reflect sure. the IBMI environment uh, for Coca-Cola. Yeah, okay. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, good Lord. Okay, I'm getting allergic to you, Tom. That's it, we're seeing too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so looking back on the 10 years, Tom, what would you say is sort of the most interesting thing that's come out of the survey? 
I think the biggest surprise in the data was the fact that people are not leaving the platform like those feared. You know, if you think about the longevity of this platform, what did we just celebrate the 35th anniversary of IBM I? Yeah. And um, if you talk to Gartner or Forrester, even 20 years ago, they were predicting the platform would be gone, it would be irrelevant. Well, you know, I talk mm. to customers every day and the survey shows that customers are staying on the platform. Um, the platform is unique in that the applications, a good portion of the applications are um, in-house written or homegrown, whatever you want to call it, or heavily modified. And so the uniqueness in those applications is what's running America and the world's business. And so uh, to a certain extent, it has allowed many companies to, to build little niches within their business application to make them unique. And that uniqueness makes it hard to just move on to a generic cloud offering or you know sap or whatever it may be and so that's you know the surprise in the data is that people are sticking around longer than what um was predicted by some of the other um you know companies out there that are consultants and and quite honestly the the neat thing about the survey too is i've had those same agencies tell me they point to our survey whenever they talk to an ibmi i-series as 400 customer mm. yeah yeah, but yeah, because there is always there always has been the yeah, and it's strange. I mean, I can think over twenty years of the last thirty-five, the doom and gloom has been there about oh, it's going to disappear. Yeah, correct. And, yeah, and I think it's uh, technologies that stood the test of time, and it's very viable. And the IBMI platform is as modern as you want it to be. As you know, you're in the modernization business, right, and helping people do. GUIs or web interfaces and all those kinds of things. You can do all those things on IBMI, but you also can run IBMI as if it's an AS400 and just totally green screen and old practices. And you know, if that's your thing, you can. I don't. I, you know, I can't. What? Who am I to argue about how you how you run your business? But you know, I'm more yeah. on the modernization side. I, I want things to be modern um, because today's workforce is you know they're coming out of college and and you know. Technology is just second nature to them. They expect it, right? Yeah. A green screen scares the uh, people right out of college, the millenniums, uh, you know, <laughs> et cetera. It does. Yes. I, I, I've started so many conversations showing a green screen going in my day, <laughs> but let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so and again, so you mentioned there, um, Tom, some of the consistencies, though, that have been throughout all of the surveys. Yeah, do, you, do you want to touch on a couple of those? And yeah, I think, you know, I think the consistencies are, um, and, in, and IBM Rochester are very interested in these things, like RPG is the most popular language, even still today. Very consistently, high 80%. Um, the other thing in the programming language area, we see consistencies in the number of people still using COBOL. There's like 15% of the market using COBOL yet today. And then that other piece I talked about was the the homegrown, the self-written applications. You know, probably 80% of the market has some form of that, even though they might have an off-the-shelf business application that they run, an ERP or banking application, they still do some of their own customization on the platform. And then some other consistencies is just the year-over-year keeping current 
We see IBM releasing new technology like Power 10 or IBM i7.5, and then we just see this consistency that customers continue to upgrade and keep current. However, there is the laggards too, right? There's the ones who are stuck in time. Um, but that uh, that number keeps pretty consistency consistent over the years. And then the you know again the consumption of partitions and VMs on IBM I has been a consistent uptick to where uh, in the survey around 30% of the customers only have one partition. That's it. The rest of the market has multi partitions, and and I, I think that that's uh, and then the other consistent thing probably the most most important number in the survey from a satisfaction level is this 94, 95% of the market saying they feel IBM I gives them a great return on their investment. And uh, I've often had people argue me, well, of course they say that. And I'm like, well, no, think about that. That's somebody who's using your product and, and, and 95% of them are saying, I'm very satisfied with it. And they go, well, yeah, but what about if you ask somebody in the Microsoft or the Unix world? And I go, well, think about that. You drive, uh, Paul, you drive probably what, a Fiat being up in Dublin or something, right? So yeah. would, would, would Toyota come and ask you how you like Toyota? They wouldn't, right? They're going to ask, yeah. Fiat's going to come and ask you, how do you like your Fiat? Um, you know, Toyota's going to ask Toyota customers how they like their Toyotas. And in this case, we're asking people who, who run IBM I, how do you like IBM I in comparison to everything else that you run? And there's always a high satisfaction level. And that's something that we all should be proud of, the whole ecosystem, because it's common, it's common Europe, it's IBM, it's the business partners that nurture this ecosystem from an education standpoint and from an application uh, standpoint that makes everybody happy hmm. with their investments, right? It's important. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, yes, yes, uh, in, in full agreement with you on that one. So, so why should people take the survey though, Tom? I mean, if, if I'm, I, I yeah. mean, am I going to be just one of many voices? Well, you are, um, but we're going to compile those, those statistics. We're going to compare them year over year to see how the market is moving on things like hardware and operating system and upgrades. And there's a bit, probably a little bit of fatigue. Ten years later, we're asking a lot of the same questions year over year. And people are like, well, why are you doing the survey again? I'm like, because you have to. You have to be consistent with something like this. And each and every one of you who take the survey is going to help the IBM I community a ton because it shows one, it's a vibrant community. And then two, it shows what we're using in this platform. Are we leaving the platform? Are we staying on the platform? IBM uses that uh, information in their development and what they're doing with RPG and open source and, you know, things like Merlin and RDI and all the different, you know, applications that are used to help modernize your systems. So believe me, uh, Rochester looks at the survey and so do all the different business partners around the ecosystem. So very important. Please, please, please fill it out. I know we don't pay you to fill it out and we don't give you any incentives. Your incentive is, is your love for the community. Yep. Uh, which should be enough. So, so the, the survey itself, though, Tom, is, is speaking of like, like people taking it. Has it, um, you know, is it been consistently growing over the years? Well, surprisingly, it's ebbed and flowed, right? So we've had as many as nearly a thousand. We've had as few as three hundred and fifty. You know, we've had. Um, 
a uh, mix of international, you know, uh, outside of North America of about 60-40 split. And that number's been really good. Initially, when we started it, it was mostly North America because that's, you know, where where we, we, we aimed initially. But now the split is 60-40. So you got 60% North America and 40% the rest of the world. And and we it reaches, you know, places like Singapore and Japan and Australia and uh, down into Latin America, you know, Argentina and Brazil and other places like that. So, um it's uh, very well received, but the numbers have gone up and down. You would think that it would be just going up and up and up, but again, we don't give any incentives for people to fill it out. So there's not like uh, you're going to get, uh, you know, a uh, you know $50 gift card from Amazon or uh, your favorite pub around the corner in Dublin, right? You're not going to get that. Yeah. Well, no, if I was getting that, I'd be doing, you know, I'd be doing the survey about 50 times for you. Tom, yeah, no exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and and so that kind of even speaks more to the legitimacy of it. And then, you know, the other thing I, I, I like about it is the demographics from, you know, little customer to big customer, um, different industries, finance, insurance, transportation, uh, health care, um, you know, IT type organizations. So we get such a variety of people from CIOs to admins that fill it out. And we, we do track all those demographics too with, with the survey. Yeah. So I, I, there's one of the interesting things I, I found out, like when you were talking about the, like the importance of the survey to IBM, right? right. Um, and, and obviously um, the, uh, and, and I find it interesting, uh, that, you know, if it was IBM who was doing the survey, you know, I think a lot of people would take that opportunity to vent at IBM, you know, since they're the, the providers of it. OK, right. so um, so I, I think this is for me, this is one of the most important things about the survey is that it is not IBM asking the questions. It is a non IBM company, uh, obviously involved in the industry, but um, uh, asking the, asking the questions. Yeah, you know, and, and, and our name is on the survey, but. Uh, we quite honestly don't use it as a marketing tool, in other words, to capture names, and we don't capture the names of the people <laughs> that that fill out the survey. We don't go after them and start marketing at them and that thing. We certainly could, but we've decided that let's keep it as much as a piece for the industry, and and we just appreciate people filling it out because it provides that knowledge that we need in the market, you know, all the different um, MSPs that use it, other software companies that look at it, IBM, of course, and then you have all the consultants of the world that that look at the results of the survey. So it, it really has helped the entire ecosystem understand what's happening on this platform. So I have to say, after 10 years, I'm very proud of of what we've done here, and it's been great. I I can't say enough to our own marketing team and and the effort that they put into it and making it at high quality. I mean, we review the questions every year, so hopefully you never find a typo in it. Hopefully you, everything <laughs> makes sense. It's there's a lot of conversations that go on every year in the background about every one of these questions and you know should we change this do we need to modify this do we need to add in you know seven five this year and power 10 this year you know those things are being done to the so it's a it's your really kind of a continuous improvement continuous evolving survey to reflect what's happening in the marketplace too 
So when, when the survey is completed, Tom, and like all the information accumulated in that, you, you do publish the results out there for everybody to see? Yeah, we do. We do a couple things. One, we um, go through the results. We compare it uh, year over year. We actually meet with IBM and we meet with uh, key executives here at Fortra. We go through the results, we comment, and then we generally have a, a marketing writer uh, who writes up a, a proof of that. And we go through, we build out a, a nice PDF every year. So there are uh, results from the last nine years out on our website already and people can use that information and then we also do a follow-up webinar um, generally in in mid to late january so we'll do that again that's already scheduled we'll have key executives from ibm and then throughout the year uh, we reflect at least our team reflects on it in uh, webinars that we do or we speak at common or other conferences and i know ibmers use it as they travel around the world speaking at user groups and and um, other events that they do and of course other business partners it's it's always fun when i talk to a business partner and they say you know i use your survey you should get paid for that and i'm like yeah well you know i get taken care of through fortra they take care of me pretty nicely i've been pretty like you been pretty fortunate been doing it for for a while and i've gotten to see a lot of great things around the uh, globe on um on business even you know mm -hmm. yeah so so um uh, I do recommend to people, by the way, to go and have a look at the results of the, some of those surveys. The, uh, a lot of us, when, when you work in an industry in that, you, you're living in your own little bubble. So it's, it's a thing, just go and have a look at the actual, you know, IBMI industries that are out there and, the, you know, on the numerous markets uh, that it's in. So listen, Tom, before we go, okay, um, with this, because we're, we're, we're coming to the end of this, so uh, you, you, for all the years that I've known you, right? You actually satisfied one of my curiosities, and I only found this out when we were talking recently. Okay, and that you are—I always wanted to meet someone who had an experience with a bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have, you have, you know, yeah, but you didn't I, know that about I, me. I, I, I've ticked the box. Please tell people about the about your about your bear meeting. <laughs> Right, right. So I'm a bit of an outdoorsman, so I do a variety of things around outdoors. And one of the things I've had the pleasure of doing is going up to the Boundary Water Canoe Area in Minnesota, upstate Minnesota. So it's about five hour drive from Minneapolis where we're located. And I've done that many times in my over my years. The last time I was up there, we did have a bear encounter. We got to our our last Post. So this is all no motors, only canoes, carry in, carry out, traceless type camping. So it's pretty rugged. And we get to our campsite, we get all set up and we make this wonderful smelling cheesy Italian stuff that's, you know, in one of those kind of packets that you have. And it smelled great. Um, unfortunately, so did the bear think it smelled really good. So about seven o'clock at night, this bear comes in and, and we're just, I'm with my daughter and son and we're sitting around chatting and stuff. And I, all of a sudden we all look and go oh my god 30 feet away there's a bear leaning on a log looking at us and just staring at what we're having over there right so then um after you know we watched the video you get this video about how to handle bears so we're running around you know trying to clank on pots and pans and scare it away and you know we defer the bear a little bit but you can hear him in the brush around our camp going on and on and and finally i'm like shoe bear shoe bear i'm trying to scare this bear away from our campsite and it 
it like stomps and growls at me. I said, okay, kids, let's hop in the canoe and let's go out <laughs> in the water. And um, so now it's almost dark. You know, this is like 830 at night. We're out in a canoe watching this bear ravel through all of our 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 um, stuff out and and, and uh, chew through some different things that we had, of course, and wrecked uh, one of our packs and wrecked our water bottles. Um, I actually have, I wish I could show you, podcasts aren't good for video, but I have a little tooth mark on a water bottle that has help systems on it <laughs> from this bear. It actually chewed on a metal bottle. Um, needless to say, we sat out in the water for about an hour, hour and a half. We took our food pack, put it on another island, the bear left us. We came back into our spot and my wife said, how did you guys go back to sleep? I said, well, you know, we did. We went back, we crawled into our tents, but we were up very early in the morning. And the other ironic thing is that this bear came in the middle of, you know, kind of the evening. And so there was light out. We talked to another group, the same bear hit them at like two 30 in the morning. Oh, so wow. I'm happy that we could see it. And see what we're, you know, it's always good when you can see the danger and confront it, right? So yeah. that's my bear encounter. I survived. Um, it was a black bear. It wasn't a brown bear. Um, uh, you know, generally they're after your food. Um, and that's a, exactly what this guy was after. And it, unfortunately for the bear, you know, it's never good. It usually, uh, they, they capture them and put them somewhere else, uh, hopefully, because uh, they, will, they will do that. Um, that's my bear story. I'm sticking to it, Paul. <laughs> okay, cool. Because I, um, I, well, I, you know, rumor has it that the bear will be taking the survey this year, Tom. Just so you know the, that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. He's not going to give me good marks. He's still mad. He's still mad because I didn't leave him any of that Italian noodles with cheese on it. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So listen, everybody. Uh, please go to the uh, Forter website. I'm sure the link will be uh, here for for you to see. Uh, go take the survey. It, it has become a crucial part of our industry um, and has been for a number of years. Um, so uh, please go um, support the community. And uh, Tom, I would say on behalf of the community, thank you for doing this. It really is sort of a, I think, a fairly critical thing at this stage, not just a nice to have a truly critical thing. So thank you for that, Tom. You are welcome, and I think so too. And uh, on behalf of Fortra, we thank all of you for filling it out, and and the community thanks you. So have a wonderful day. Okay, so that's it for this side talk, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, once more, Tom, thank you. Bye all. <laughs>